0: creating a $100,000 small farm business plan. It is The Shepherdess at Harmony Farms where we encourage you to think big, start small, and don't quit. So today I am putting into audio podcast version one of my very most popular YouTube videos. I had a couple of very, very kind viewers say that the music in the background actually annoyed them. So I'm going to be putting the podcast version of this up music-free, and hopefully it will help you guys in your small farming for profit journey. You can catch us on YouTube as The Shepherdess, and visit www.harmonyfarms.blog for further resources on small scale regenerative farming for profit so this small farm business plan actually i created a worksheet pdf for you to sort of fill out on your own i'm gonna link that in the show notes it's entirely free and that'll just kind of help you jot down your own thoughts jot down every bit of information that kind of applies to your context as we go through these questions which is seven questions to formulating your small farm business plan and these are seven questions in my opinion that you need to answer for yourself before venturing into this thing called small scale farming for profit And the first question is why? Why do you want to be a farmer? And to be honest, being a farmer for profit is not something that people really understand. So I'm not going to be the first person to ask you this, and I will not be the last person to ask you this. But you need to establish your why right up front. And it cannot be because you want to make money from this. Because guys, I'm going to be honest with you in a way that many people probably won't be. And that is But small-scale farming is a really hard way to make a living. There are going to be a million other ways to make this kind of money. And 999,000 of them will be easier than farming. So you need to establish your why. And it needs to be greater than I want to make money. For me personally, small-scale farming is a matter of stewardship. And I want to steward well. That which the Lord has put me right in the midst of. I believe the Lord is leading me personally to utilize my experience in business to maximize the resources he has placed me in the midst of. And I wanna be a part of this thing called regenerative farming. This is my why. And this plus a good support group really keeps me anchored on bad days. So establish your why and make sure it will be strong enough to carry you through those difficult days that certainly will come in farming. Question number two on the list is who? And it is who will buy my farm goods? In the marketing world, this is called market research, and it's a crucial element to do up front because if you do not have a solid list of who will buy your farm goods, you are building a field of dreams. And when you build a field of dreams, People don't always come and it's just insurance to work this in a way that seems backward. But find your customer first, whether it's Aunt Sandy or whether it's your community or whether it's a local farmer's market. Create a list of, I would say, 10 different who's who are going to be your buyers for your farm product. And maybe even go so far as to go to them first and say, hey, I'm interested in this farming thing what do you eat? What would you be interested in having grown locally or made locally? Those are just some brainstorm things that'll help you to establish this list up front and really get your who because this is going to be crucial. Um, For me personally, I live just about an hour and a half away from a metro area that boasts about 7.2 million residents. These are going to be my large scale buying audience, but here's what I did. I first started with my very closest group of family and friends. And I went to them and I said, all right, how much meat can I put you down for essentially? And that was for me the safest bet, to go to those closest to me and begin there. So my who includes a very supportive family and friends group, a very large Metro area, as well as 20 different farm to table restaurants, that I plan to solicit down the road once my volume is much higher and my consistency is there. A quick tip for you is that most successful market farmers live within a two hour radius of a largely populated metro area. So, kind of pin down those high population areas that you might be able to market to, whether it's through a farmer's market. Kind of chart out where you're going to target with your farm products. But again, Please start local. Please go to your family first, because that's going to be, probably for most people, the first and safest sales point. Okay, question number three is what? What are my resources? So I mentioned in Becoming a Farmer in 180 Days, which is one of the first videos on my YouTube channel, that the fastest track to profitability is converting an existing resource into a desirable finished product. In order to minimize startup costs, it's important to make sure your resources closely match the product you decide to farm. And it's important to take an inventory of your resource list. And think unconventionally here. Think not only land, But also think of human resource, because when you are going to step into farming, you are going to have days where you cannot do it all yourself, and you're going to need somebody's help, and you're probably going to need them to help you for free. So it's not a bad idea to even put on paper your human resource, any support group that might be able to offer you help at the onset. But your resource list might look something like what kind of land you have to work with, What kind of fencing and infrastructure you have at your hand and just put those all on a list because this is going to play into the questions upcoming and the utilization i'm going to say it again of existing resources is going to really hasten your arrival at profitability if you have to go and buy just for example 10 acres it's going to cost you a lot more to become a farmer than it will if you have those resources at hand and think unconventionally again here if you have friends or family who have underutilized property go to them say hey I will mow your lawn clean your garage paint your house whatever for the usage of maybe three acres to start my farm business think in those ways because for me personally I am farming on 30 acres that does not belong to me it's 30 acres of family property So that is my resource. 30 acres, some good fencing, good sunlight, rainfall, as well as a really supportive group of people who are willing to give me their time for specific projects that I have to knock out in order to build my farm. So question number three is what? What do you have to start with? Evaluate your resources. Take some time to put these on paper and think unconventionally and think as to whether or not you have human resource to back your farming efforts. Okay, so question number four is, what are you going to farm? Now that you have taken an inventory of what you have to get started, now that you've jotted down your resource base, it's time to do your research. What are you going to farm? And it's important for profitability's sake, that you match what you're going to farm to your existing resources. And I'm gonna say this right up front, in any business, in any farming enterprise, do not cling to your ideals at the expense of profitability. If you jotted down your resource base and it does not necessarily match your ideal farming product, you need to adjust what you're going to farm in order to arrive at profitability faster. For example, say, I wanted to farm gourmet grass-fed beef, yet my resource base is like three acres of of ragweed. That's just not a good match because you can't grow gourmet grass-fed beef on ragweed. So I need to adjust my ideals. I would need to adjust it to something like maybe a milk goat. Milk goats would thrive on ragweed. Goat's milk is popular, whether it be for soap, etc. I'd need to adjust my ideals in order to generate a profitable product off of my resource base. So decide what you're going to farm based on your existing resources, really determine what species or what variety of species will give you a good profit per acre research. What goes into raising these animals or this produce, then go to your local farmer's market and check out what other farmers are charging for their farm products. So again, to sort of draw it back to an analogy from my process in this and how I constructed my business plan, grass-fed beef cattle was my initial goal in farming, but after running the numbers, visiting local markets, and counting the cost of raising sheep, my grass-fed lamb will actually bring me 30 to 40% more at market than my grass-fed Hereford Angus beef. So as I was constructing this business plan and aiming at farming from a profitability standpoint, I pivoted, I adjusted my ideals from beef cattle to sheep. Now there was a lot more that played into this adjustment than just profit, but it really ended up being a much better fit and yielded me a much better profit per acre than grass-fed beef. Okay, so question number five is how much do I need to sell to reach $100,000 in annual sales? Now, to explain as to why I put $100,000 as my personal goal and the overall goal of this farm business plan is, based on what I know from marketing and management, farm products will yield about a 30% profit margin, optimistically, if you're super careful. So at the end of the day, at the end of the year, if you generate $100,000 in sales, you're going to be taking home about $30,000, which is, you know, based on my research, what a very frugal individual could live on for a year. So you need to sit down with the products you've decided to farm. How much you've decided to sell them for based on researching your local markets, farmers' markets, etc., and determine what quantity of product it's gonna take you to sell in order to reach a hundred thousand dollars in annual sales. So let's use grass-fed lamb as an example again, just because that's my specific example. And I have to say that my farm business plan includes a diverse array of farm products, but For sake of simplicity, I'm just going to use one product in this analogy as we break it down. But I'm going to use grass-fed lamb as an example. For me, a very safe estimate on the price of grass-fed lamb per pound is $11. So to find out how many pounds I would need to sell, I divided $100,000 by 11. This divvied out to 9,091 pounds of lamb. So I would need to sell 9,091 pounds of lamb every year to reach my sales goal of $100,000. Each lamb on my farm I'm estimating will yield around 40 pounds of meat. So I will need roughly 228 marketable lambs from my farm every year in order to reach a sales of $100,000. Now, this personally for me is a really exciting part because now I've got that goal. I've got that number and I can start to aim at it and I can start to adjust and say, ooh, 228 marketable lambs. I had no clue it was going to take that much. Or I can say, all right, 228 marketable lambs. I can expand my resource base this way to make that happen. But for me personally, on a personal level, having this number in mind really gets me going. And I think it will for you as well. In anything you decide to farm, having that number in mind will allow you to kind of shimmy around your resources and get creative as to how you can reach that number and reach ultimately that sales goal. I think another analogy that really applies here is just the analogy of running a marathon. And I think that's what occupational farming is really. It's a marathon. And when a marathon runner sets out, he does not set out with this undefined goal in mind no he understands the distance he's gonna have to go and he trains for it and he preps for it and he eats for it and everything he does is for it and so I think when you're farming or when you're being an entrepreneur or starting out on a journey like this you need to have these numbers in your mind you need to have this goal in your mind so that you can begin training for it you can begin prepping for it and you can get yourself really in shape for these production goals. And then another plug I want to put in here is just make stocking decisions based on a responsible evaluation of your land base and not desired income. This is just a plug from a regenerative standpoint. Don't exhaust your land base. Think of how you can expand it really before you exhaust it in trying to reach this goal. So just a little plug for responsibility there. So if at this point you realize you do not have the resources to reach a $100,000 sales goal, Don't worry, you do not have to reach this goal in one year. Start small, diversify, maybe rethink your main enterprise. Think of how you can stack products that don't compete for resources, Um, but don't give up whatever you do. Do what you can and really, really grow from there. Which brings me to question number six, which is how long will you give yourself to reach this really important goal? It has been said that the average person overestimates what he can do in one year, but underestimates what he can do in five years. And that pretty much sums up this mindset that we have, this short-term, fast money mindset. But we really need to kick that in small-scale farming because it's going to take time. My personal timeline for reaching $100,000 in annual sales is seven years. This timeline allows for an incremental increase in stocking density, It allows me to guard against things like overgrazing, overstocking, and so on. And this seven-year timeline allows me the ability to grow in a way that is really financially approachable. So for me, year one is going to look really small. Got like 25 sheep, three steers. Yeah, so year one is going to be small for me. Year two is going to be bigger, Lord willing. Three, four, five, six, and seven until... I reach my goal. But for you, you need to establish a timeline. Again, think marathon runner and establish that timeline that will allow you to reach your goal in a way that benefits your land base number one, which is your primary resource, and really just grow in a way that's realistic. Think again, the average person overestimates what he can do in one year, but underestimates what he can do in five years. And think of yourself five years ago, even, think what do I wish I would have started five years ago and understand and know that five years from now you're gonna wish you started on something today so don't get bombarded by the reality that you may need a pretty extended timeline again set it pace yourself and get going okay so we have come to question number seven and question number seven is pretty important and that is how much Will this thing cost me? How much is it going to cost me to get started farming? How much is it going to cost to get my infrastructure in place? So with steps number one through six in place, really, it's time to make a list of what it will take you to launch your farm or year over year, what it's going to take you to continue to facilitate the growth of your farm and you need to figure out where you're going to get the money. So again, I'm going to drop back to what this looks like for me. For me, this looks like savings that I had that I invested in my farm startup. It also looks like continuing to subsidize the cost of my farm through my full-time job, which I'm not quitting anytime soon until my farm begins to generate an income, at which time I plan to snowball the income from my farm into operation for succeeding years. And I hope that that snowball process will be underway around year number five. But between now and then, I cannot quit my day job and I've got to continue to subsidize on some level or another. So be understanding of that and figure out where you're gonna get that money. I mentioned that profitability is taking an existing resource and converting it into a product that appeals to the masses. But this is only true if the cost of conversion Does not exceed the sale price of your end product. So, again, just take it back to all the work you've done previously. Make sure you're kind of running your numbers. You've not got a really expensive product to produce that's going to end up outpricing basically what you can sell it for at a farmer's market or wherever. So, just be really careful. And again, it's going to give you a lot of help to do this work up front and not get halfway through your farm building process and realize, oh my goodness, I'm in over my head so that is it seven steps that i took personally to write my farm business plan seven questions i answered for myself before i dived headfirst into small-scale regenerative farming for profit i want to leave a quick note here at the end and that is focus 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 i think the analogy of light is so applicable to the different ways we can approach our goals On one hand, you have, you know, this searchlight, and a searchlight is the equivalent to someone who sets out with tons of energy, but no real focus. The light's going all over the place. It's flashing here and there. It uses a ton of energy, but it does not unfortunately stay focused on one thing long enough to even illuminate a path to the end goal. However, on the other hand, you have a laser light And a laser light, in my opinion, is the equivalent of a person setting out with an intense focus on his end goal. He's going in one direction with a clear goal in mind. And a laser is a powerful tool for making things happen. In both instances here, we are working with the same element, which is light. But it's the intensity of your focus that proves the game changer. And I wanna encourage you guys to answer these questions because I believe and I know from a personal standpoint that the answering of these questions for me has intensified my focus on the end goal and it helps keep me from being distracted, helps keep me going on a day to day. So by establishing a farm business plan up front, I believe you will have the opportunity to begin with the intensity of focus you need To accomplish your goals and really guys let's bring it all back to real life at the end of the day you got to do the work you got to plant the seeds you got to take care of the animals and it's dirty hard work so roll up your sleeves and whatever team or support group you accumulate in this farming journey lead them by your example it is a joy or it has been so far in my life so don't be discouraged farming in my opinion is 20% strategy, 40% hard work, and 40% running after animals like one of the Three Stooges. Keep it up, guys, and thank you for listening to this episode of The Shepherdess Podcast.